Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Comic Multiverse, and a Merry Christmas to you, Matt, and a Merry Christmas to everyone else who's probably listening right now. Yes, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Whatever you celebrate, the, the Comic Multiverse universe is a very vast universe with many different types of people in it. Uh, normally, we would record a show like this on a Sunday, but... Sunday is is Sunday's Christmas Eve this year, mm -hmm. and because of that, obviously Matt and I would be off doing stuff. But thankfully, uh, earlier on in the year, uh, one of our fans was very nice to put together a best of of I think like the first sixty odd episodes of the Comic Multiverse. Yeah, they they went through everything we had, and I I, I commend them because I had no way I could do something like that. I know, right? I always said I was going to do them. Like, that's a lot of extra work. So, uh, big thanks to Stank Sinatra. And, <laughs> and no, that, that that really is his... Is that not awesome? <laughs> uh... And Stank Sinatra's gift to us is a gift to give to you. So, when you're out during this holiday season, when you want to ignore your family at Christmas dinner, when you want to drown out all those annoying carols, just pop in the best of comic multiverse volume one and don't say you didn't get any video in this one because i wanted to be sure to give a little video insert <laughs> definitely for sure it's been a big year for me and matt we're very thankful for all of you for following us to this show to listening to this show to making it be the thing that it is now for buying our merch matt set up a merch store and you people actually bought stuff from it yeah i couldn't believe that <laughs> that feels really good and we're hoping to continue to grow the brand, grow the show, moving over into 2018. I know a lot of people have been saying, hey, when are you going to start streaming this show? We would happily give you either Twitch donations or Super Chats. And uh, the answer is, if people really want that, that's something me and Matt will work up to in 2018. I know we're nearing in 100 episodes very soon, and when we get there, maybe that'll be the moment we switch on over. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good a good milestone to switch something on switch it up there you go so with that everybody i will once again wish you a merry christmas thank you for joining us all these weeks all these wednesdays and i am now ready to transition you over to comic multiverse classic edition <laughs> hope everyone enjoys it bye-bye mm -hmm. Welcome, one and all, to the inaugural episode of the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. Mmm. Holy shit, man. It's been two weeks since we did this. Feels like two years. Again, this this is a new show, the Comic Multiverse, and because of it, I figured we can cover a myriad of different comic book and superhero topics. You you know, the, the chains are off now, man. We can do whatever we want. No one can stop us. And we'll do it live. We'll do it live. We will literally do it live, and then we'll record it and put it up when it's not live. <laughs> oh, God. this I, I, I missed this, man. But you know what we shouldn't do? Uh, we, we shouldn't react to anything while we're doing this, apparently. Freaking Beavis and Butthead used to react to goddamn music videos on MTV back in the 90s. Yeah, they, they existed long before the internet was, like, a mainstream thing. <laughs> it, it just goes to show you, man, like, you put all that work into it and, you know, just one piece is wrong. It can bring the whole thing down. Kind of amazing. So, uh, into some more comic book-related news. Uh, Steve Rogers will become back in the saddle as Captain America uh, very soon as well. It was a given he was coming back. The looks of it, we're going to have two Captain America books now. They'll split America in half. Like, one will take, you know, <laughs> 25 states, yellow on 25 <laughs> states, and, like, Bucky can have, like, Alaska. <laughs> yeah. That's how Civil War started. 
shots. One of the solicitations for Sam Wilson, Captain America number nine, he's teaming up with Steve Rogers, with Bucky, and Bucky is wearing his old Captain America costume. Oh, really? Yeah, so I guess in all new, all different Marvel, everybody gets to be Captain America. <laughs> I think I'm like, hey, did those last two episodes of Helsing Ultimate ever get dubbed? Turns out they did. <laughs> no, they didn't. They did. 14 years it took to finish that show. God damn. <laughs> There's a channel on YouTube which was nice enough to actually upload the versions with commentary, too, so you can actually sit there and listen to Yuri Lowenthal and listen to Crispin Freeman bitch about all the time in between. <laughs> Apparently, too, that show almost didn't get made by the company that made it because they fought with the Japanese people over the uh, pronunciation of Alucard. Really? The Japanese don't really have a word for L, so they called it Arucard. <laughs> That's slightly racist. The American guys are like, no, it's Dracula spelled backwards, and they're like, hey, we'll, we'll take it all the way up to the manga's author if you want. You know, he's, he's busy writing manga right now. And he literally faxed them back and said, yes, it's Dracula backwards. I, I just thought Did that they was... then commit seppuku? They then committed seppuku out of shame. Actually, apparently, like, the Helsing guy, like, before he started doing, like, regular manga, he did, like, just straight-up porn. Like, he did, like, just straight-up hentai. Would not surprise me. I mean, dude, have you seen Helsing Ultimate? It's a fucking awesome show, but it's also sleazy as all get out. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's right, everyone. The comic multiverse brings together the worlds of all nerds. That is the internet, comic books, and yes, even a little manga talk. But not wrestling. I'm sure if I mention wrestling, Matt's eyes will glaze over. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, I was like, everyone's talking about wrestling, and I'm just sitting here waiting for the X-Files. I'm sure you've seen this around. DC Rebirth. Mmm. <laughs> is the new thing. I just think they realize that they've used the word crisis like 20 billion times. So I think, what's a new word we can have that sort of explains we're going to reboot but not reboot? <laughs> oh, rebirth. Funny, they had rebirth and then literally at Marvel like the same week they have dead no more. Because it's kind of like, man, are you guys cheating off each other's papers or something? Where it's like, um, what's another word for rebirth? Um, 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 um dead no more. Okay, so new number ones is what it sounds like. My guess is it's going to be, like, all the main books are going to be retired. Like, after issue 50 or something, they're going to yeah. go back to number one. So, like, when Batman is back, when Superman has his powers and costume back, when Wonder Woman's not being ridden so shittily, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Man, why can't comics make it to 100 issues anymore? Why, why can't they make it to, like, 900 issues anymore? <laughs> what was it, like, action and detective comics were so close to hitting 1,000? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they were, like, 100 away, and then they like, nope, cancelled. You, you know what that is? Because it's like, well, well, that's too old at that point. At that point, you're basically a grandpa comic. No one wants to read a grandpa comic if you're past 50 issues. My guess is that they're, like, rebooting every, what, five or so years, because that's when, like, people start graduating into high school and I starting... Guess. They're like, oh, well, these new people are coming into high school, so let's, like, give them comics to read and let's make it a number one so they think they can just jump straight in. Wouldn't it be better just to, you know, write good stories so people want to stick with it and have clearly defined jumping on points? Nah. Be like, yes, you can start in here. Yes, this is new reader friendly. That'd be a good idea to have, like, a little stamp or something. And, like, people wouldn't be asking where to start, stuff like that. Yeah, like, if you could break it down to, like, a freaking like, symbol system that everyone could get and make it universal. It's, it's like, you know, uh, it's like, you know when you go to the amusement park and they're like, you must be this tall to ride? 
<laughs> for a Grant Morrison comic, it must be like, you must be this high to read. <laughs> hey, comic industry, you know, just throwing that out there, you know, maybe maybe consider a symbol system from your friends at the comic multiverse. Make it like a video game thing, like, okay, this the, this comic is easy mode, you know, this one is extreme difficulty. What are some of the, your favorite names for, like, extreme difficulties in video games? Because they've had some good ones. XCOM has one called Iron Man, which is basically you get one chance at everything. I think it was World at War had one that was like, you will not survive. <laughs> yeah, Witcher has, I think, Nightmare, which makes sense because it is a nightmare. I love that game is just right in your face, like, no, you, you will die, just don't, just don't even, you're, you're, you're dead, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put your controller down and sob in the corner. Oh, look, achievement <laughs> unlocked. <laughs> yeah, you sobbed with the controller. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you threw the controller at the wall at a speed of 60 miles per hour. Man, when we get to the point in technology when, like, video games can measure your level of frustration and salt and start handing out achievements. Well, you know, we're already starting to get achievements for ordering pizza on ah, the system. So, you know, right. we're only a step away. You got the molten butthole achievement. <laughs> you got the complained on Twitter achievement. Good for you. <laughs> you got you got the defended the game on Twitter achievement. <laughs> also good for you. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen this map. Hanna-Barbera and DC Comics have come together to unleash a bunch of new series based on their properties. Yeah, like it's updated series as well. Uh-huh. So, so you've like, got like Scooby-Doo versus Cthulhu. I'm interested in that. On one hand, I'm like, oh, this is such a bastardization of my childhood. And yet on the other hand, I'm like, oh, but I want to read it, though. Yeah, Cthulhu, man. Rebirth is New 52 Mixel Pixelic turning everyone to Hanna-Barbera characters. That's, that's the new universe they've brought in. They're like Earth, you know, 42, the Hanna-Barbera universe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because, you know, Daredevil, you pretty much knew what you were getting into. Jessica Jones didn't really know what you were getting into, but was ultimately surprised by it. With Luke Cage, I'm like, well, what the hell is there left to do? What is this show going to be like? And then I see the leaked pictures, which is Luke Cage running down the street in a hoodie, fighting cops with his bare hands. Yeah. And, I'm <laughs> and he like, takes the cop's jacket as well. He does. And I'm just like, okay, show. Yeah, and, and it looks like the cops have actually shot him as well. Oh, they, so shoot like him bullet a, holes. they shoot him a bunch of times. New York cops shooting an unarmed black man in a hoodie. What else is new? <laughs> the realism is, you know, I know big. The, the realism <laughs> of Netflix is staggering. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we've stated before, you know, Australia getting early releases of movies is to make up for all the other horrible shit that happens in Australia. Yeah, like people running down 17 kangaroos and whatnot. <laughs> that's that's just, you know, the universe trying to balance out the scales of karmatic justice right there. Where it's like, look, you know, there's all these spiders that can kill you in your country, but hey, Deadpool early. <laughs> and I was talking about that new Justice League action cartoon. Oh, yeah, that, that uh looks yeah it's like hey everyone new justice league cartoon woo fuck yeah justice league Ooh, and kevin conroy and mark hamill are coming back yes 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 they're the best and james l woods okay that's that's cool i, I like james woods as lex luther i guess clancy brown is busy that's fine and they're all gonna be 11 minutes oh that seems to be the thing with dc animation can we have some justice league action some justice league story please justice league plot <laughs> <laughs> which is also 11 minutes and they play them back to back. <laughs> yeah, we jump you directly into the action and I'm like, well, 
can I have some context first? I mean, like, action is nice, but without context, it's just about. No, we're going to get Superman to punch stuff. And we got, like, the new super dark live action movies coming out. But we're also raking in money hand over fist with little kids and Teen Titans Go, so what the fuck do we do? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the whole thing. Like, this is for the Teen Titans Go market. It sure looks that way, and I'm just like, oh. I, I just hope that poster they release isn't, like, final art, because it, it just didn't look right. No, no, it doesn't. Everyone looks a little distended, and Superman's shield is a little fucked up, and, like, yeah. Batman's bat symbol is eating him. Yeah, and yeah. Wonder Woman <laughs> looks like 12. She looks like a brat stall, <laughs> which ain't cool. No, it's not. I, I, I don't want no Wonder Woman's Bratz doll. Wait, wait, <laughs> but why not? <laughs> wait, 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 tomorrow I go out there and fans have sent me a bunch of Wonder Woman-themed Bratz dolls, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Just boxes full of it. <laughs> I said I didn't want these. What am I going to do with these? <laughs> I just I just have to have a freaking yard sale where that's nothing. That's the only thing I'm selling. It's just tables full of just Wonder Woman brat stalls. <laughs> Come on, buy one. You know you want. I just start hucking them at cars. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. I miss our shenanigans. I miss uh, our wacky scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. There's totally like you know the New York T-shirt vendor who's selling superhero shirts, and it's the new Fifty Two Shield, and Superman's like mine's better. Better. Yeah, and uh, what I like about that is how they're talking about the city, and it's like ours is more modern and clean. Yeah, and it's like, but that street musician's the same. Yeah, <laughs> which is basically just the new Fifty Two in a nutshell. Is it's like, yeah, but this is still the same. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> ours is cleaner and more modern, but you know this guy's the same, and that he still knows his name. And Lois is like, well, isn't that kind of yeah. dangerous? And he's like, ah, I'm sure they just assume I'm this world's Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then they almost run into Jimmy and everything, and. Oh, that's great. New 52 Jimmy and Lois is like, man, he looks pretty good. <laughs> he, he doesn't look like such a nerdlinger like he does in our world. Yeah, well, in the New 52, he's like a billionaire. I know, right? They did some weird stuff with Jimmy in the New 52. Yeah. Gotta, gotta throw in a reference to the Big Belly Burger there, too. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's right, yeah. I'm surprised someone hasn't gone out of their way and tried to make, like, an actual restaurant called the Big Belly Burger. Ah, uh, DC would sue him. I guess so. Hey, man, you want to go half-seas on a restaurant with me? Sure, if you want to go half-seas on a lawyer. On <laughs> a lawyer, See, the thing is, we call it Big Belly Burger, and then we have, like, a bunch of, uh, all the menu items would be comic references, is what they would be. So why don't we just open, a, like, a Planet Krypton? <laughs> I, oh, my, dude, man, I so freaking would love to eat at a Planet Krypton. Uh, and have all the, like, the waiters dress up as, like, Budget Green Lanterns and Wonder yeah. Woman. And... Yes, yes, a million times, yes. <laughs> or, or like, I, I guess you know, like, there's Disney World. What's what? What's the theme park that uh, DC and Warner Brothers has a stake in? They got one. They got a stake in one near me called Movie World because, like, all the Justice League characters there. There's like rides. There's like a Lex Luthor ride. There's a Green Lantern ride. Stuff what's, like that. What's the Lex Luthor ride? Right. Let's do paperwork. I think it's like a um Oh fuck what is it? It's a it's one of those drop ones. Oh. Where it takes you up and then drops you. Cuz I love Lex Luthor but I don't really think of his life as a wild ride where it's like do paperwork, lie to Congress and now hide nuclear materials in playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> now hand out bribes to Congress, hand them out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's Lex Luthor's wild rides, but that is <laughs> 
Uh, and then at the end, you get slapped with a subpoena. Yeah, really. Or no, the end of the ride is it's just the roller coaster rams you into, like, Superman's fist is what it is. Now get punched <laughs> and go to jail. Uh, I had Grayson number 16 this week, and they were billing this one as, oh, the, the big fallout issue to Robin War, that horrible, horrible event. It doesn't mention it once. <laughs> That was the fallout. <laughs> that was the that was the fault. The fallout is no one gave a shit about Robin War. Stop talking about Robin War. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of cock. Little, little little bit of cock. Little bit of creativity over continuity. Oh no no Matt, you see, post rebirth we can't say creativity over continuity anymore because because that age is done with. We're not in the DCU age anymore. <laughs> well, what should we call it then? Uh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Or just discontinuity, which is what we were calling it anyway. <laughs> Thank you, person who corrected me on my uh, on my thumbnail that I made. Apparently, I used the wrong word, Matt. Apparently, I didn't put an H in there when I was supposed to put an H. Thank you for not having my back and not correcting my spelling. I showed you that first title card how many uh, weeks in advance, and you never. Yeah, yeah, it. I didn't. I didn't notice it either. So yeah, <laughs> blind leading the blind over here in terms of spelling, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, there was there was something I wanted to say. What I wanted to say. Oh yeah, I wanted to thank. Uh, everyone for making the first episode of the comic multiverse such a such a rollicking success i'm looking at the numbers right now we cracked well over 2000 which you know it is roughly what we got uh for blood sweat comics uh back on the other channel so i think it's cool that pretty much everyone who liked us and everyone who really wanted to watch us again found us so thank you <laughs> yeah it's pretty good to see everyone over there and Back to normal, basically. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so we got a bunch of trailers. I, di I didn't get to watch as many of them as I wanted to. I think I may have skipped some of the bigger ones like TMNT and like uh, Batman v Superman, but I did see the other ones. So what did you think, uh, Matt? Uh, Batman v Superman didn't have a TV spot. Oh, didn't I? I thought there was some... Oh, it had, um, with, like, Lex had Luthor like on some a plane. Weird, yeah, weird product placement thing for a real airline going to a fictional city it was really oh. weird it was so weird <laughs> there was a lot of that going on because uh, ant-man and the hulk were also shelling out for coke that was a pretty cool spot that, that was, was a cool spot i'm just like oh ant-man's a nice friend opening the hulk's coke yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, there was also an x-men trailer we got like 40 seconds of x-men which basically was all just to show off hey doesn't olivia munn look good as psylocke yeah, that was pretty much it. And I'm like, yeah, this bland actress looks great as this bland character. Good going. Yeah, and it looks like just, you know, your general comic book movie, lots of destruction and Poe Dameron being Poe Dameron. And... <laughs> He's so Poe Dameron. He's the most Poe Dameron. <laughs> but he gets big, though. He gets real big. Yeah, he's big Poe Dameron. Yeah, I guess they wanted to show that afterwards. Like, hey, look, he changes size like in the comics, everybody. Here's a topic that I'm sure will be near and dear to your heart, Matt. I know you were tweeting about this one across the board. But Zack Snyder, in a big interview, says, I didn't change Superman canon. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that is like the, uh, the biggest bullshit ever. I, di I didn't change the canon of this ever-evolving 75-year-old character. Change Superman can only for all the nerds on the internet to be like, well, we can point to these several instances where yeah. you did. It was even great because, um, do you follow Dan Slot on Twitter? Oh yes. Oh, he's been great with all this stuff, like with what Zack Snyder has been saying. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, he's 
he's just so he just rags on Man of Steel so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he's like, "Hey guys, remember when I actually wrote Superman and Batman Adventures?" Yeah, yeah, it's true, right? Which I love that people who only watch the movie are taking freaking comic writers to task, guys who have worked with the characters and the canon. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Of course, of course, I'm sure Slot has the perfect comeback. Oh, I'm sorry, have you ever written a Superman story? No? Well, fuck off the edge of my dick then. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Dan Slot's dick has, like, a little Superman cape on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's something I didn't want to see. <laughs> well, you can fuck off the edge of it now. You know, I, I I know some people who haven't been reading comics nearly as long as us. They're like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, DC Rebirth. I'm never reading again. And I'm like, guys, this is like my fifth or sixth DC <laughs> yeah, Rebirth. We're used to this. DCU was a real boondoggle for them. It was a real yeah. fiasco. And obviously, they'll never admit that it was. So I'm guessing DC Rebirth is like, hey, Rebirth, back to basics. We're sorry about what happened before. <laughs> Now, I guess if they're retiring DCU, does that also mean they're retiring creativity over continuity? Does that mean we have to put the cock down? Do we have to put the cock away? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. It it might come back as something else. I don't know if we can live in a world where we can't COC all day, every day. It's all right. We'll find it. We'll find it somewhere in there. You know, life finds a way. (laughs) Life finds a way. (laughs) In this, in this, in this instance, cock finds a way. Man, I think I know the title of this episode: Knights of the Cock, Knights of Coc. <laughs> We're down with Coc. Yeah, you know me. Down with creativity over continuity. <laughs> I, I guess like there's other characters that have come over from Secret Wars that know like Old Man Logan mm. and everything. So it's possible. It's it possible. is possible. And it's funny, uh, even Bombshell, they say, might have survived and Bombshell is running around. Cool. Which, which you know, to me, that totally stinks of something that like they didn't tell Bendis to do that, but Bendis just dropped it in dialogue. It's like, well, now she has to stay and she has to be alive because I said it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's probably one of those things when Bendis sat down like okay now you can save these characters here and no one else like but I want to save Bombshell but you can't though Brian you can't well I'm going to save her anyway and you can't stop me <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they called him into the house like god damn it Brian we told you not to save Bombshell but I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find out later he saved his version of Cloak and Dagger too <laughs> <laughs> he's just saved all, all his characters yeah I mean, just little universe that lives on this street <laughs> <laughs> hey if anyone would do it Brian Michael Bend is great Goddamn Jessica Jones is living in the apartment above Miles. Oh my god, that would be amazing. (laughs) It's the Bendis Bunch. It's all of his characters, and they will spin off into a new book called The Bendis Bunch. (laughs) I mean, look, Brian Michael Bendis, great writer, tells great stories. Ultimate Spider-Man and this new Spider-Man book continues to be good, but he does not play well with others, nor does he play well with other people's continuity. He's like mine and no one else's. (laughs) I didn't even read Ultimate End, but apparently people were telling me that as far as Bendis is concerned, Ultimate End is canon. So I'm just like, okay, so are we just saying Axis didn't happen now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sure seems that way. Was I the only one who liked Axis? I think I might have been the only one who liked Axis. <laughs> yeah, and this one, Chancellor takes... Um, it takes Anakin to basically a strip club. Because, <laughs> you know, their relationship isn't creepy enough. Yeah, apparently the Chancellor likes 
um, he, he literally dresses like Emperor Palpatine <laughs> in this, and uh, he says he likes going to the sub-levels of Coruscant and helping people, quote-unquote. Oh. So I don't, I don't know what exactly he does. He, he, like, cuts away once they get to the club, but, yeah. I like to yeah, walk that's... around in robes with my creepy monster face. <laughs> he, he puts on, like, a monster face, like a fake one. <laughs> hey, Anakin, would you like to come walk around with me in my creepy monster face? <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And then he reached into his robes and pulled out a wine cooler. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one of those hip flasks. <laughs> Here, Anakin, take a drink. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> wow. Again, it's like their relationship wasn't creepy enough. I know. It's it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> hey, have I ever told you about the dark side of the force? <laughs> that's like that's like the weirdo who's like, hey, you know, Hitler had some good ideas, right? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't such a bad guy. <laughs> At that point, it's like you just back away slowly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but that book was pretty good. But book that wasn't too good was actually in comics issue forty nine. Oh, you didn't like it. No, because Superman gets his powers back, but oh, he gets finally. them back because he gets them back because he sat in Kryptonite. <laughs> okay, I'm not making that up. He actually sat in Kryptonite and he got his powers back. I, the whole reasoning was that because Vandal Savage damaged his cells, so he couldn't um, get his powers. He thought that burning them away with Kryptonite would work, and it does. But I don't see how he didn't think that. Oh, it'll just burn away the the damaged shells. It won't burn away anything else. Yeah, really. Of course, it starts burning away everything else and killing him. Yeah, l- like real chemotherapy, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, it might destroy, you know, the cancerous cells, but it might destroy cells you need, too. But also, it gives him new powers. Oh, yeah, that's right. They made a big deal about him having new powers. What new power does he have? Uh, basically powers that Superman Red and Superman Blue have. Oh, shit, so he can do electricity bullshit? He can be Blue Electric Superman? No, he can see, like, electric waves and, and like, signals and stuff see, like that's that. that's the sort of shit that I just assumed Superman could do anyway, because he's freaking Superman. Yeah, it, it's... I don't understand, like, why they're deciding to do this now. Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and and it's absolutely stupid that he got powers from Kryptonite. He's not Ultraman. <laughs> yeah, really. But yeah, I, I don't know where they're exactly going with it. Whether he'll actually just get rid of like the Kryptonite powers and just have his powers, or whether <laughs> he'll die die or something, or whether like pre-Flashpoint Superman will come around and help him or something. It, it always seems so weird to me. Like, it always seems like, really, are you so out of ideas where it's like, well, what's your big idea? They say, we're going to give Superman new powers. <laughs> well, this is like the third power he's had in two years. I third know. new power. So, yeah, they're just like kind of running out of ideas. And it's really funny because they used to, like, take powers away from Superman. I know, right? Like, before he had, like, super ventriloquism <laughs> and... He could like shoot rainbows throw planets like hand. fastballs and yeah stuff like that and, and then no we're gonna take them away but here have a solar flare power and kryptonite powers but you can only use the solar flare once every twenty four hours and once you do use it you end up being human so yeah and the kryptonite powers kill you because it's <laughs> kryptonite <laughs> see you get a superpower but you get a super disability with them it's a super trade off 
Yeah, and I don't think since it's like issue 49 and they're sort of like, come on, wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah. They're not going to do the whole thing where like finally the thing that hurt him most is actually helping him. They're not going to do do any of that. So, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these books right now feel to be, okay, wrap it up, wrap it up, hit issue 50, wrap it up, wrap it up. We're changing everything. Wrap <laughs> it up. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's like Ant-Man, back it up, back it up, only it's wrap it up, wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> freaking skype rudely cut me off but uh i got some of that batman cereal from batman v superman yeah it's they don't sell it down here in australia i I was amazed they sold it here in canada because we usually never get cool shit like that but i saw it in the store and i'm like god damn it i have to have it so i put my raisin brand back and i got my batman instead (laughs) (laughs) your raisin brand (laughs) yeah joel likes two scoops of raisins and joel likes being regular is the thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look, if you want to be a big, strong, successful YouTube man, you got to be regular and have bowel movements often. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's important. Like, if I ever did, like, a TED Talk or a Q&A where it's like, Joel, what do you, uh, what do you accredit your excess to? Uh, good BMs, that's what I accredit. <laughs> yeah, Raisin Bran. <laughs> Raisin Bran. It, it helps clear me out in the morning. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, man, i got to clear out this Red Hood and the Outlaws somehow. <laughs> All this shit I take into my body, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's mostly what I've been looking on. The funny thing is, is that of those cereals, Superman had the much cooler box. The red and the blue looked much nicer. Yeah, well, like, I was just thinking, like, red and blue are sort of like what you'd associate with cereals. Because, like, cereal boxes mm-hmm. are always colorful and, yep. you know, whatnot. So, yeah, it would make sort of sense that I want that one would be nicer. The Superman one is Caramel Crunch, and it looks basically just like uh, Captain Crunch. And Batman is chocolate and strawberry, to which I'm like, okay, the chocolate I get, because, you know, he is vengeance, he is the knight, he is Batman. Where the fuck is the strawberry coming from? (laughs) (laughs) Is that that Robin, because it's red, just a little red Robin strawberry on the side? (laughs) (laughs) Or Or did they just think chocolate wasn't enough? They should have just done, like, like double chocolate or something. Yeah. You know, chocolate, no parents. That's the flavor. <laughs> no parents. Rich, eccentric, uh. weirdo. That's the cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll buy this Batman cereal, but do I have a butler who will come and feed it to me? Uh, that comes if you win the competition. <laughs> Why do I feel that if, you know, Alfred tried to, you know, give Batman some Batman cereal, he'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Spend all night fighting crime. I want bacon and morphine in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> bacon and morphine. It's what he would need to keep going, the Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want bacon and morphine and enough horse crank to keep me up for the next 72 hours. It's <laughs> what you got to do if you want to bring justice to the world. It's Superman's 75th birthday today, which, goddamn, that's hard to believe that that character's been around for 75 years. It is. It's 1938. It's been a long time. Damn, man. I recorded, like, a whole minute-long bit because they're like, oh, wish Superman a happy 75th birthday and talk about your favorite moment from Superman canon. So, of course, I pulled out my copy of Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman, and I talked about that great scene where he stops that woman from jumping. Yeah, that's a great scene. It's an excellent scene, and, you know, I get all into it, I get all misty-eyed, and I say, you know, Superman, it's not his amazing powers that make him great, it's his amazing sense of compassion. And I really laid into it for this minute, and you know how much of it ended up in the video? <laughs> like a second? Five seconds. It's me pulling out the book and saying, and Grant Morrison... <laughs> 
Batman's All-Star Superman. That's the bit that ended up in the video. <laughs> I, oh, I, that's amazing. I pour my heart out, and that's the five seconds that get in. But at least I got a chance to talk, because there were people in that video who only showed up, like, in the, uh, in the montage segment, and they didn't even get a chance to talk. Oh, wow. <laughs> so go see that video and like it, and be sure to tell everyone how that five seconds of Joel was your favorite moment. <laughs> Just to mess with people, like, man, did you see when Joel pulled out that book? How great was that? Oh, my God, he was the highlight of the video. <laughs> He's an expert book puller. You know what I think might have got them to cut me down to only five seconds? Well, uh, I, I'm sure you've seen the set where I film, where it's like I've got my big newish universe Marvel poster, all my bust banks, my Game of Thrones sword, my Star Wars lightsaber and everything. I'm sure they looked at my wall and they're like, mm-mm-mm, too much Marvel on that wall. Not hey, enough he DC. has something related to the competition on his wall. Uh-uh, we can't have that him. That counts as their sales and they're yeah. already beating us. Yeah, really, mm-mm, we can't have him here for longer than five seconds. We can have it any longer than five seconds and your brain will start to realize, hey, that's a cool Iron Man bust bang. Hey, that's a cool Marvel poster. Hey, doesn't Marvel and Disney technically own Star Wars? Hey. Hey, don't they make movies and comics? (laughs) We can't have that. Gotta shut him down after five seconds. (laughs) Mm. Oh, another piece of news, and I'm sure we'll have words for this. Uh, Earlier this week, it dropped that uh, there shall be an R-rated cut of Batman v Superman. No. Yeah, no. just I was gonna throw it over to you, Matt, and be like, "Hey, Matt, what do you think?" And you answered it in one word. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you know, a, a, an announcement that is in no way Warner Brothers and DC attempting to catch up to the success of a Fox movie. Yes, I, yeah, I wonder why they decided to, you know, suddenly do this. Like, here's the thing: I don't doubt for a second that they that they want that at least Snyder wanted an R-rated cut. Like I do not deny Oh yeah, oh, of course. Oh, I'd be so fucking cool, like, man. I, like I'm sure they filmed one. I'm sure that's what he really wants cuz like you said, bro, it'll be so fucking cool, bro. Is what it'll be. But the fact for them to start trumping it like no, the R-rated version is the real version. It's the definitive yeah, version. Exactly. And like no, you R-rated Superman is not a definitive Superman. It seems icky to me, is what it seems yeah. like. And I'm sure a lot of our younger fans are like, no, man, you don't understand. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. There's plenty of R-rated comic stories. You know, you, you guys all need to grow up. To which I say, yes, there are a lot of R-rated comic book stories, but I wouldn't call Superman or anything no. like him an R-rated story. If I have to. <laughs> Yeah, and he he made a good he made a good comment, which is exactly what I thought. Where it's like it's not it's not that the point of like he said if it's the point that he said it. Like Superman wouldn't say that. Not only he wouldn't say super- if I I could kill you. Not only is a super or is Superman a character who doesn't make threats. He's a character who shouldn't ever have to make threats because he's know, Superman yeah. and because <laughs> everyone knows you can't take him. Yeah. He's, I mean, come on, he's a guy who wears his red underwear on the outside and no one makes fun of him about it because he could, like, <laughs> melt them with his heat vision or spin really hard and turn time back. <laughs> uh. Th- those red pants might as well have a sign on it that says, come at me, bro, I dare you. <laughs> and no one dares. Uh. You know you're a badass motherfucker when you wear your underwear on the outside and no one calls you on it. <laughs> you know, I, I've been thinking, and I might actually do it now. I think I should do a piece 
on Superman's red underwear, why it's important, and be like, you know, take back the underwear. I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? Yeah, and I'll talk about it this week because it involves one of the books I read this week. Oh, awesome. Oh, I think I know exactly the book you're talking about, which, uh, Superman. Yeah, and they, I, I think they're from the future. Mm, that's because they've they, told they, that story before. Yeah, and they sort of look like they look up to Superman as like this big mythical legendary character so maybe they are from the future or maybe they're from candor or something mm, that'd be interesting i'm not actually too sure i remember hearing something about candor but it could have been something else they also like you know fight a bunch of parademons and calabac and there's this whole weird time travel thing where you find yeah. out dark side built the sphinx and i'm like yep this is an old-timey superman the, story dark side's father built the sphinx oh sphinx. yes and um yeah, and we got Trump Luther. Trump Luther, he's so Trump. He's just trumping it all over the place. Yeah, it's so good. It was it was great, and I'm glad Neil Adams is back as Superman. I, I'd love for him to like just become the ongoing Superman writer again. You, you see, for me, like I respected it, but at the same time, I'm like, this is so weird for me. This That's is... why I like it. It's so good. It's classic, you know, golden silver age Superman. It's, it's like you know how people say they don't make them like this anymore. They don't write them like this anymore. That's literally what this book is. They don't write yep. them like this anymore. <laughs> Yep, and Superman's got his underwear back. Yes, yes, finally, a book where he is just shamelessly wearing that underwear on the outside again. And not only that, but other guys are wearing it on the outside, too. Yeah, and I said it in my review, and uh, it's the old costume, but it's sort of updated as well. It's got, like, heavy black lines on it. It's a little armory in parts. Yeah, it's got this, like, really cool belt thing happening. It's a nice split the difference between old and new. Yeah, I'm like, like, why isn't this costume the new 52 costume? If, if that became his new costume in Rebirth, I would be totally fine with that. And, and again, too, if people are wondering, well, where does Rise of the Superman, you know, uh, sit in in terms of continuity? It doesn't. It's not in, it's not in continuity. It's, and it, the way people – I tell people this. The way you can tell something is in continu- not in continuity, it doesn't have the new 52 on it. Uh, oh, but it doesn't they, have that, that – the new 52 exclamation part. But they took the new 52 away, though. It's not on the books anymore. Really, it's on. It's on a on a couple of I got this week. Oh, is it really? Well, maybe they're playing fast and loose with which ones it's on and which <laughs> ones. It, yeah, it's it's going to be gone soon. It's going to be replaced by Rebirth, I tell you. Yeah, but like as we said, like I think last week or the week before, they should do like that the whole colored diamond thing, whereas this is not in continuity, but this is. Mm-hmm. Make it like a ski slope. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's the comic multiverse scale. That's your TCM scale. <laughs> Maybe I should do that in my reviews. I actually thought about doing that, like putting like a little thing down the bottom, say this is in New Fifty Two continuity. Might be good. You could be the first man. You could be a friggin' trailblazer on that. Oh yeah, I'll like look it up and I'll find there's been like a channel who's been doing it for like ten <laughs> years or something. Look, it doesn't matter who did it first, Matt. It only matters who does it better. <laughs> there were plenty of bands called Kiss before Kiss, man. <laughs> Just have to do it better than anyone else, man. <laughs> but by that logic theft is totally okay <laughs> let me go back to the pile here uh, oh uh justice league number 48 dark side war part 8 act 3 return of the king and attack of the clones at the same time <laughs> yeah i made sure to read this one you did what did you think of it 
It was okay. It was cool. It was mostly an action-centric issue. It was ba- ne- yeah. Never has a superhero comic felt more like a wrestling match to me. Because <laughs> it's literally just heroes tagging in other heroes. Where it's like, oh, it's the it's the Justice League versus Mobius the Anti-Monitor. Oh, and Hal Jordan tags in the entire Green Lantern Corps. Oh, well, they got broken up. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. The, the one thing I really liked was... um. The part where, like, Superman, now that he's, like, basically a god, mm-hmm. he obviously kryptonite doesn't affect doesn't him, and he's, like, him. holding it in front of Ultraman, and Ultraman, because he hasn't had his kryptonite crack. He's, he's fiend, and he's a junkie. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, he's on, he's, like, I need to crack, I need to crack. <laughs> Give it to my Superman. I'll do anything, Mr. Superman. I'll suck your dick for some kryptonite. <laughs> Come on, if that panel had gone on for another couple seconds, that's where it would have gone. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And Alan's, like, compose yourself. You're not sucking dick for kryptonite again <laughs> yeah, not again <laughs> not, not on this world all of them are probably gonna die that being said it was interesting that freaking owl man hung out for as long as he did yeah that he was running around free when everyone else was locked up i kept thinking are they gonna try and do like an owl man series where it's like hey what was he doing during this time yeah i wouldn't like to know what he was doing is he just sitting in the back alley somewhere. Because they straight up implied in an earlier issue that Owlman and uh, Lex Luthor were totally hanging out and totally working on shit together. Yeah, like, where is that Lex Luthor and everything? And Well, n- not that they ever discussed uh, it again, because when Lex yeah. Luthor comes back... When Lex Luthor gets the hot tag and comes off the ropes <laughs> with his Omega powers and his <laughs> and his friggin' parademon army, and that's the stinger at the end where le- basically Lex Luthor does a fucking run-in on the on the anti-mar... He's about to get the three-count on Ultraman, but oh, it's, it's friggin' Lex Luthor. <laughs> that's the and, whole comic. Yeah, yeah. And I love, too, they keep trying to say, oh, no, but Grail and Steve Trevor are in port. And I'm like, I don't think they are. <laughs> no, they're not. It's just like, oh, no, Steve got kidnapped everyone off the battlefield. Don't you feel really bad for Steve? No. It's like he was in, like, not last not last month, but the month before that, some Superman issue. And he helped Superman get his powers back with the kryptonite. And then he just disappeared. I love. And I'm like, well, why didn't you come help with Vandal Savage? Oh, I'm more important over here. I love in this that, corner. I love that every moment when Steve, you know, could be useful or could be helpful, he just trips over his goddamn feet every time. Oh no! Yeah, yeah like for forever evil. Oh, I'm gonna be big. Oh no, Batman! He, he my literally spotlight. tripped in that story. He literally tripped at the moment he was supposed <laughs> to be in port. He's like, oh, I, I fought Cheetah and I got back the, uh, the the golden lasso. We can save the team. Oh no, I fell. Batman's like, mm, I don't trust you anymore, Steve. I'm gonna take that and do this for you. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm gonna go guard the president. He literally got hero cock blocked in that. <laughs> and even in this now he gets kidnapped from the battlefield and nobody cares <laughs> because, yeah because yeah. why should they no character has had less impact on the dc universe than steve trevor has <laughs> and yet who always sticks around for whatever reason yeah he's just there he's like hey guys remember I, me I, I, I can be pretty too i can help <laughs> Are, aren't i good someone tell me i'm good diana tell me i'm good and diana's just like yeah you know Oh no, Ares is destroying a city. I gotta go. You gotta go now. When the going gets tough, Steve Trevor gets go. No, really, he gets going as in gone. <laughs> like he goes to his summer house in Malibu and hangs out there under the covers until everything's blown over. <laughs> Man, it's gonna be so interesting after uh, Suicide Squad if that movie does really good if they want to put Rick Flagg back in the comics because the only thing they really did for Steve Trevor is they gave him Rick Flagg's job. 
<laughs> it would be hilarious if, like, Steve Trevor turns out and he, like, rips off a muscle. I'm really Rick Flag. That would be the Steve great- Trevor has been dead all this time. That would be the greatest <laughs> friggin' twist ever. He's like, yeah, I stole the name of this World War II era pilot. <laughs> Just to make it a continuity thing, it's actually been me, Rick Flag Jr., and I've really been doing a secret, like you know, undercover Justice League thing for Amanda Waller. That would be goddamn amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, a more characterization to Steve Trevor. <laughs> for real, man. Like that. I'm so down for all of that. Team Seven, which was a throwback to an old Wildstorm team, only for some reason it had Grifter, Deathstroke, Amanda Waller. I don't know, it's, oh, and I think Steve Trevor was on that team, too. <laughs> Shit, I forgot Steve Trevor was on a stupid team book for a second. <laughs> M- much like an R-rated Batman v Superman movie and your reaction when it came to Team Seven, everyone was just like, nope. Oh, uh, freaking here's a big one. Uh, Dark Knight Returns 3 Master Race Part 3. Yeah, I read this one as well. The most Frank Millerian feeling book <laughs> in the series so far. By God, you, you you understood when we talked about the first two issues, everyone. We're like, yeah, you know, it doesn't feel like Miller wrote. It feels like anyone could have written it. The Miller comes fast and hard in this issue. This is how they get you. They, they lure you into a false sense mm. of security, and you think, oh, it's, it's going to be good, it's going to be good, and then it's like, all right, all right, prostitutes and Superman in ice. And I like to imagine that at this point during the writing process, Brian Azzarello went up to, like, pee or something. or like you know, <laughs> Yeah, he quickly typed out some stuff. He went to go make some coffee, and then, like, Frank put a chair in front of the door so he couldn't get back into the room. I was like, okay, so then the evil Kryptonians who dress like Arabs create Suicide bombers out of themselves and destroy whole cities. Yeah, they destroy Moscow and then they go through the, all the cities. We and, bomb and, the Ruskies because I'm still mad at them. <laughs> and then and then they take all the people's phones away. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. Like, and the fucking kids today don't even know that the world's been taken <laughs> over by aliens because they're always in their goddamn my YouTube spaces. So fuck them. So Batman destroys the internet. <laughs> Yeah, Batman destroys the internet in this. Yeah, yeah. To which, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, you're right, uh, Frank. My generation is too involved with its devices and technology. But don't destroy the internet, because then I can't make money, you jerk. (laughs) (laughs) And also, if you don't have the internet, how are you going to promote this book? (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, man, does he lay it on thick with those evil Kryptonians who are like, you you decadent Earthlings with your decadent Earth ways. And I'm like, okay, just replace Earth with America. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and as you said before, they literally dress like Arabs. They got these long robes yeah. and like headdresses and the, everything. The, the evil leader guy Quar talks about my many wives. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, here it comes. Here's the thing. Uh, it is kind of cool that um, in a story that is always so like defined by Batman fighting Superman and Super or Batman winning. That for this issue, Batman and Carrie Keller are like, okay, we're not going to be able to beat these guys on our own. We better go ask Superman for help. Yeah, that, that's why, like, yeah, as you said, it's always Superman being defeated by Batman. But, yeah, they, they're asking for his help. <laughs> it's like, we really need you on this. And, oh, wow, uh, on the ever-growing list of things that Frank Miller hates and still hates after all these years, by God, does he still hate Green Lantern after all these oh, years. Oh, my God. What when, when I read that, I'm thinking... Come on. Like, si- serious, come on. Come on, Frank. Frank, what is your weird hate boner against Hal Jordan? Why do you despise him so much? And for people who don't know, there's the one shot for Green Lantern. 
and Hal comes to back to Earth, and he's confronted by three Kryptonian women. The wives of Quar. And they basically beat the fuck out of him and cut his hand off. <laughs> cut his ring hand off with their heat vision. But it's even weirder and squickier than that because the women are all sitting around and they're talking about being like multiple wives. And then they start quoting the Quran, kind of, where it's like, oh, we need to be dominated. Women need to be dominated. Hey, Green Lantern, will you dominate us? We really want that. It's like, what the fuck? It was so weird. Like it was uh, When I first saw it, because I saw it and I flicked over and said, oh, Green Lantern one shot. Let's see how this is. And then it just started getting weirder and weirder. they like, no, they, no. They literally leave him bleeding in a ditch. Yeah. With a cut-off arm, they take his ring off somewhere, yep. which I'm guessing they're going to take to their husband. I assume, yeah. Yeah. What is, wow, friggin' Frank man here. And uh, what, what was one. the other image I really like? Oh, Superman crying through his heat vision. Yeah, that was really cool. I was kind of hoping, though, like, since he was crying through his heat vision, there'd just be, like, all this, like, mist. Mm, I don't think like, people would like get steam it if and it was everything. just mist. True, true. I probably wouldn't have got it. But, yeah, Dark Knight Returns 3 moments of amazingness with you know paired with moments of total cringeworthiness yeah it's a greatness and frank millerist it's a very weird ride to take but that being said for the first time i'm actually like really interested in this where unlike the first two issues it's pretty good it's pretty good i want to get back to cape kitchen and do some stuff i have an idea for an aquaman related recipe i really want to make are you just going to, like, cook some, like, chicken fingers? Make some chicken. Like, fish fingers or something? <laughs> it's Aquaman's favorite fish sticks. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, yeah, that, I guess that'll do it for the comic multiverse this week, everyone. It's uh, It's been a humdinger of a show, hasn't it? It has been almost two hours. You Jeez. got a big one this week, Jesus, people. man. We, we we hit all. We hit like all the regular stops on this podcast train. We shat on Steve Trevor a little bit. We made fun of the insanity of Frank Miller. Yeah, we uh, we didn't say fuck Hawkman, so fuck Hawkman. Yeah, freaking hot. What's wrong with you, Hawkman? So I, I actually watched Starcross tonight, that Justice League three-parter where you know you meet the rest of the Thanagarians. You're not even in that episode, Hawkman. <laughs> <laughs> they had one chance to do you, and they didn't do you. They invented a whole new Hawkman because you were too complicated to explain. That's like he was in Injustice recently, and he come to Earth trying to look for Hawkgirl, and Wonder Woman told him to fuck back off to Thanagarian, like kicked his ass and then told him to fuck off. Fuck back on off to that Hawk world, man. It got no bird seed here for you. <laughs> Gotta go get your seed somewhere else, son. Somewhere else, son. And welcome, everyone, to an all-new episode of the Comic Multiverse Special Makeup Worsoria Edition. Because <laughs> <laughs> Joe fucked up. I, well, I, I don't blame myself for it. I blame a uh, friggin' whatchamacallit, MP3 Skype recorder, because you had problems, too, with it, so it wasn't just me. True, true. And I tried to use, like, a bunch of my other recording programs, and they wouldn't work. And Yeah, a, a, yeah. Bunch, a bunch of really nice fans were saying, hey, Joel, you should try OBS. So, yeah, I'm trying open-source broadcaster right now. Matt is recording with his version of MP3 Skype recorder, so by God, one way or another, the, you're going to get a friggin' <laughs> show is what you're going to get. <laughs> well, uh, worst-case scenario, they both don't record, and, you know, and then we're just was, talking to ourselves. We're just talking to ourselves, in which case Matt and I will flip tables and be furious if that's the case. <laughs> uh, now, I'm, th I'm thinking I'm going to call this episode, like, 7.5 The Makeup Show. 
<laughs> yeah, I figured it'd be a .5 episode. Yeah, because uh, it's not going to be a full show, although we do have some interesting stuff to talk about. Obviously, I promised in, uh, in the opening to the episode that wasn't we'd be talking about our initial thoughts for Daredevil Season 2. You've seen all of it, Matt, and it's only Saturday. Uh, we got some more news on the Blade comic. Yes, that new Blade comic starring Blade's daughter. Uh, apparently, it got a new artist, which means it's that much closer to actually coming out and actually being a real thing now. Oh, nice. I thought that one sort of like just disappeared after people kind of got mad at it for some reason. A, a couple did seem to disappear. Of course, I'm super excited for that one because it's Tim Seeley writing it. In the grand tradition of Punisher kills the Marvel Universe and Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, we have the unbeatable Squirrel Girl beats up the Marvel Universe. <laughs> awesome. I like they make the distinction there. No, no, no. She just beats up the Marvel Universe. She doesn't, she, she doesn't kill, we promise. Because <laughs> that's she embarrasses them, <laughs> embarrasses the crap out of them. Because that's the big on-running joke in her book, from what I understand, that she goes up against these omega-level threats like Doctor Doom and Galactus, but ends up beating them anyway. <laughs> kind of promotion art for a new Loki book they're going to be doing. Yeah, I did see that. That looks pretty cool. Loki running for office. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. Which, of course, is like, hey, did you know Trump is a thing right now? We're not, <laughs> we're not saying Trump is a god of mischief. We're just saying, you know, he might be an evil Norse god in disguise. <laughs> like if tomorrow if Donald Trump pulled off his fakes and was like, ah, I was actually a troll from Nefelheim all along, he'd be like, yep, knew it. Yeah, he'd be like, eh, it doesn't surprise doesn't me. doesn't surprise me at all. He was a troll. He, he wanted to grind, grind up bones uh, to make his bread. That's, that's what was going on there. <laughs> Well, you know, hey, maybe he could be the writer of Nightwing. I could see that happen. Yeah, for, for like five issues until Dan DiDio finds out yeah, about really. it. Yeah, really. I mean, he, he, he writes a mean dick, all things considered. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because he's an openly gay man. That, that has nothing to do with his ability to write dick really well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we, lo we love you, Steve. You're a cool guy. I'd, I'd actually like to interview you at some point, which I think he would, because I know when I talked about Midnighter back when it was just the... Uh, like the little preview image, he actually uh, wrote me a tweet and said, thank you for doing that. And I'm like, you're welcome. Is is the book doing that bad that you're thanking me? <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he's a pretty cool guy. I see him on Twitter every now and then. Yeah, most uh, most definitely. Man, uh, pawnbrokers get it bad in fiction, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they always get fucked over. Damn it, uh, pawnbrokers. Stop being so uh, so scummy. Stop, stop being like Chumley and getting busted with meth and guns. <laughs> Did you did you read that in the news just recently? Yeah, and it's yeah. like I'm not surprised at all by that. Uh, he he, he should have gotten his his crack expert to have a look at it first. <laughs> it's like mm, I see you're trying to sell me some crack rocks. Well, well, I know a guy. He'll come in and look at them. <laughs> it's just some gangly crackhead. Oh, there's some good crack rocks you got there. Mm, it, oh, no, it, it's Tyrone Bigums from Chappelle Show who comes in to look at the crack. He's the crack expert. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> mm, mm, peanut butter and crack sandwich. <laughs> Man, we're writing a great parody right here. <laughs> just you know, we'll come back to Daredevil in a second. But just because we've totally gone off on a tangent there, did you see Hulk Hogan won his uh, lawsuit against Gawker? 
I know he won $115 million. Yeah, for, for his sex tape and everything. And Gawker is like, no, we're still not going to take it off. <laughs> yeah, and the amazing thing is that like they have to pay him this money, and that money could actually wipe out Gawker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they're not a so, rich side or anything. For the love of God, please. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's win-win. Although it's it's hilarious. The second people heard Hulk Hogan won, uh, Twitter was filled with some of the most amazing jokes I've ever seen. Where it's like, oh yeah, sure, uh, Hulk Hogan won this first match against Gawker, but they're going to have a rematch at SummerSlam, though, and Gawker will probably go over. <laughs> <laughs> or being like, man, uh, you, hear, uh, you hear Hulk Hogan won $115 million. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, but he's going to have to climb a ladder to get it from the case while three other dudes <laughs> beat on him. <laughs> <laughs> and my thing to that is is like oh sure he won 150 million dollars but you know he's gonna have to get by uh mark henry and uh was in the new day and mark lashley and all these other black wrestlers to get it i, I think that's what he should have to do to get that money <laughs> you just have to fight a bunch of people come on make it into an angle you, you know you would matt doesn't watch wrestling but matt would be like nah I, i'd watch that i'd watch racist hulk hogan versus a bunch of black people <laughs> I, I probably would. I probably would. It'd be something to see. Be... We'll make it a tables, ladders, and chairs match. <laughs> <laughs> Just Hulk being like, I'm in the wrong neighborhood, brother. <laughs> this ain't good, brother. <laughs> God, it's it's so easy to make fun of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you think I, I think it's about as brutal. Well, then again, you get Punisher shooting the crap out of everyone, and that's pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know whether he, whether, well, I can't remember what episode it was, but suddenly, like, him and the Irish have a bit of a standoff, and that gets really, really brutal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he does shotgun a dude's face off. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty rough, shotgunning people's faces off. And, uh, you know, it's funny, too, the uh, the Irish mobsters in this show, when uh, when they're kind of holding court at the beginning, all I could think to myself was like, man, you know, what, what wonderfully unstereotypical Irish mobsters they are. They talk normal. Until you look at their table, did you see what they were eating on the table? Potatoes? Potatoes and also corned beef. Corned beef, cabbage, and potatoes was what the <laughs> Irish mobsters were eating. Well, they drank their whiskey, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Isn't it funny, too, that there's a whole big plot in this show about, like, a New York gang war, and it so totally is modern-day New York because not once do they mention the Italian mafia. <laughs> but yeah, I found that really interesting. Like, where's the Italian mafia? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's 2016. <laughs> we got, <laughs> they don't exist anymore. <laughs> we got Irish, we got bikers, we got cartels and Yakuza, but we have no Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine poor Big Vinny watching the show at home being like, oh, man, that's sad. Uh, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> where is our representation? You know, where's our stereotypical representation? <laughs> I used to own that meatpacking factory. Yeah, really. Uh, we hope you liked this. You hope uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Again, be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, do all that other social media jazz. Uh, thank you for everyone who's gone to my Facebook page already and said, hey, Joel, here's here's a better type of recording software so you don't fuck up again. <laughs> I, I appreciate all those messages. Uh, we actually got a really nice uh, one there from one of our British fans on, uh, on my Facebook page saying, thank you for the comic multiverse. It uh, really helps me get through some hard times here and there. I, uh, I appreciate that a lot. I know that means a lot to me and Matt. Oh, that's awesome. 
uh, you know, you, you fans of Comic Multiverse, you're some of the truest Cape Joel and Matt Fortress of Solitude fans out there. Uh, that Me and Matt, of course, we've been on solo acts now for a couple months, and uh, we've seen a lot of great uh, fan outpouring, and that means a lot to Matt and me, and uh, we're going to try and continue to bring you quality stuff. Uh, because of you guys, I actually turned a profit this month on uh, on Cape Joel. Not a lot, but enough that I'll be able to have a chunk of change. I'm going to break Matt off a little something, too. I'm going to say that publicly here and now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can refer to it later. So Because uh, Matt, for being loyal co-host and joining me every Monday to do our show and every Saturday when we fuck up. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome, everyone, to an all-new episode of The Comic Multiverse, uh, an episode that we promise will be good and we won't have to do a makeup episode for. <laughs> no, I think this one will make up for it. And, and even just in general, you know, Jim Lee and Jeff Johns and even Dan DiDio came out, and they laughed, they palled around, they talked casually. I'm like, man, you guys should do this more often. This does great things for your image. Yes. <laughs> They weren't even afraid to make fun of themselves either. Like Jim Lee's like, yeah, right. you know, we, we got rid of the collars on a lot of those costumes. Oh, me and my collars. <laughs> and Dan DiDio's like, Nightwing, yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck him and his blue. <laughs> yeah, fuck him and his blue book that's coming back. And uh, I like when Dan Abnett came up too, someone mentioned his work on Guardians of the Galaxy. And Dan DiDio's like, Guardians of the Galaxy, what's that? <laughs> we, we don't put out that book, which means it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean Legion of Superheroes is what you mean. <laughs> yes, Dan, or yes, Dan, Legion of Superheroes, that's what we mean. <laughs> For me, I think if you search, like, DC Rebirth new titles, it's me and Hybrid who are up top, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, because we weren't at the show. I was invited to tag <laughs> along with some people to the show, but I couldn't make it, because, you know, ankle bracelet, and it would be a breach of my parole. <laughs> <laughs> that's my story and I'm sticking to it <laughs> I, I said that joke on another show and people actually believed me <laughs> oh wow people are like Joel's on parole what the fuck did Joel do <laughs> it was a crime of passion you see that 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 guy shouldn't have talked about my mother like that <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry I threw hot pork grease in your face but you know I, I, I had hot pork grease handy <laughs> mm, butter yeah, yeah, we, we held Johnny Depp and Amber Heard hostage. You sure did. You really did. Now, it's funny. People who will remember from the old uh, Blood Sweat Comics days, we had actually joked about this previously when this news was new, because obviously if anything happens with Canada in the news and if anything happens with Australia in the news, we're all about it. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and we joked forever because one of your, like one of your, it wasn't your prime minister, but it was your minister of something like fish and game, was all up in Johnny Depp's ass for bringing his dogs into the country yeah they like smuggled them in because and we, like didn't declare them or anything right which which you know in all trueness you know yeah that is bad he did break the law he should be you know brought up on that but the dude was totally treating it as like uh as like an opportunity to uh, get his name out there in the news and he basically said i will murder johnny depp's dogs if he doesn't <laughs> apologize <laughs> the, the dude whose name escapes me at the moment but he was really freaking aggro and we didn't hear anything about this story for the longest time and then a video surfaced of them it looked like them at like a freaking red roof inn making an isis video <laughs> Yeah, they, they were just off camera, like, the, the guy was, like, holding the dogs hostage, you know, gun to their heads. Like, I'll do it! 
Apologize. <laughs> and Johnny Depp looked so angry and so upset, and yet at the same time, like a kid who got called into the principal's office, where he's like, I guess I gotta do it. <laughs> I guess I gotta say the thing. Now, as we all know, Australia's uh, ecosystem is very fragile, as we learned in the documentary when the Simpsons went to Australia and they brought bullfrogs in and it destroyed everything. Yep. Yep. Johnny Depp's dogs could very well have overthrown the entire nation of Australia. So, I mean, that minister did what he had to do. Yeah, we could be having, like, annual Tim Burton days and whatnot. And, you know, Helena Bonacata weekend and whatnot. I would so totally go to all of those if this was five years ago. (laughs) I'd happily go to all of those things. Now, you know, it was either apologize to the Australian people as him and Johnny Depp, or as Johnny Depp and his wife did, or the alternative, which is, of course, agreed to a public booting as is tradition in Australia. (laughs) The road warriors and the Immortan Joes would have come out from their nitro supercars and publicly booted Johnny Depp, but Johnny Depp don't play that shit. (laughs) and see we can be worldly we can talk about more than comics and nerd shit me and matt we can talk about world events when we find which it's an interesting idea and it totally seems to be the exact opposite of dcu where it's like no you know we're not we're not gonna have so much continuity anymore you know creativity over continuity this one looks to be continuity over creativity now (laughs) we're doing the exact opposite it's only gonna be continuity now more continuity than you can shake a (laughs) stick at (laughs) <laughs> we are filling up syringes full of continuity and we're going to shoot you up with it every two months. <laughs> now, the only thing that kind of takes air out of the sale of this is apparently Dan DiDio. Yeah, I know, right? Dan DiDio took to Facebook, of all things, to denounce this rumor as being silly. <laughs> to which I had no idea Dan DiDio even knew how to work uh, Facebook. I, d- I didn't even know he came out. He had him. like an intern. He had like Jim Lee there with him. He's like, how the fuck do I do this? <laughs> how do I work the Facebook machine? I don't want to play Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to do the message, but he just started playing Farmville. Now, Dan, have you sent that important message shooting down the bleeding cool rumor? I tried, but now I'm making a farm. <laughs> I'm going to start playing the Clash of Clans soon. And now all the books start getting late because everyone in the DC offices is playing Clash of Clans. <laughs> Yeah, they they all accepted Dan's invites. <laughs> well, geez, he's our boss. We didn't want to say no, right? <laughs> We'd be real dicks if we did that. So, I don't know. This this news seems interesting. I mean, this could just be more Rich Johnson bleeding cool. <laughs> he's been listening to us. It's like, hey, these guys have been saying stuff and it's been coming true. Yeah, they, they talked forever that they wanted Superman uh, to come back and Action Comics to be renumbered, and that all happened. <laughs> Yeah, may, let, let me try it. Yeah, let me try it and see what happens. Like, I know he tried it before when he said, oh, yeah, and Marguerite Bennett is going to be writing Wonder Woman now. Yeah, yeah. Which he, he did, like, a bunch of them. He did, which was a nice thought. I mean, maybe it's the shotgun approach where if you just, you know, fire enough pellets, <laughs> eventually a couple of them are going to have to be right. I call that the El Mayimba effect. Ah, there you go. Or the Babe Ruth effect. People forget that that uh, the great Bambino... Uh, led the league in strikeouts for the longest time too the fact is the fact is no one remembers the strikeouts everyone remembers the home runs (laughs) so the truth the moral of the story is kids don't be afraid to fail multiple times in a row and just make shit up because it'll all be okay in the end 
the bit I love is that Batman puts on a tough face in front of Superman and B's like, you know, ah, you'll be fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. We always figure it out. And then the su- second Superman leaves, Batman smashes his own computer because yeah. he's angry. Like, oh, he cares, but he can't show it in front of him. Oh. Yeah, I like the scene before that where Alfred comes down and, like, thanks Superman for his service and everything. And that, I think, was the little thing that sort of set Bruce off as well. Like, he's like, oh, shit, this is real. Also, too, you know, hey, they thank Superman for their service, but would they thank you for your service, Batman, if you were to die? <laughs> I think in his heart of hearts he knows the answer, and the answer is no. No. Being Batman that's is... Why a, he's bit, bit, that's why he smashed the computer. He's like, <laughs> I want thanks, too. <laughs> being, being Batman is a thankless job, and that's the tragedy of it, isn't it? Yeah. Superman gets statues in parades. What does Batman get? Nothing. A floodlight on top of the GCPD. But it's a pretty pimpin' floodlight, though. <laughs> Support the show and everything, and, you know, just big, big thumbs up. Ain't that great, Matt? It is. We should get, like, I don't know, a bottle of Cristal or whatever, like, mm. like hood champagne or something. There you go. We'll get some fodies of Old English is what me and Matt will do, <laughs> and we'll pull these fodies out on the curb is what we'll do, and then we'll, and then we'll try and get some of it you know, in the glass so we can drink because you, you don't want to waste 40s. <laughs> That's what we'll do. I actually went to the liquor store today for the first time in a long time. Man, there's weird liquors that I never noticed before. I, I, still, I can't even wrap my head around that Four loco stuff. You know what that is, right? Yeah, we don't get it here, but I do know what it is. For Loco, it's like, man, beer is great and energy drink is great. If only someone could mix these things <laughs> together. Everything he's ever been in. <laughs> he's the same character as in S.H.I.E.L.D. that he was in Sin City. and <laughs> mm-hmm. Senator Rourke is actually a distant relative to the Malik family, as you see. <laughs> the, the, the Rourke Maliks is what they're called. So as you can see, all of Powers Booth's uh, roles, they're all connected. That's such a great name, Powers Booth. It really is, man. What what a great character actor that is, and what an amazing voice he has. You can see why he's so good in animation. Yeah. Again, not to spoil newer episodes of Shield, but I, but but I but I'm sad about his fate because <laughs> I wanted to keep watching him. Uh, he'll come back. Heck, he was uh, he was in Moonbeam City for a minute too. He played the mayor, Eo Jackson. <laughs> Oh, isn't that awesome? Get it like Captain EO, like the Michael Jackson yeah. thing? He was in yeah. a Hitman video game. He was, of course, in Avengers, as we mentioned before. Yep. He, he was in MacGruber. I forgot he played the Colonel Trapman guy in MacGruber. <laughs> he was, oh, he was on 24 for a few seasons. He was on Deadwood. He's, he's been on everything. Yeah, he was Lex Luthor in that terrible Brainiac attack short, but he was also Gorilla Grodd oh. in all the awesome episodes of Justice League. Dude is DC and comic book royalty, that man. He gets around. He does. Th- thus concludes the Power Bo- Powers Booth segment of this show. <laughs> Be sure yeah, to come back. Join in next week. <laughs> when we also talk about how great Powers Booth is and how we would love to meet him. <laughs> does he do the con circuit, Powers Booth, or is he too busy acting and stuff to do the con circuit? I don't know. He's probably appeared here and there, but yeah, I don't I, know. I imagine so. It's like he's one of those actors where it's like he's a really well-respected character actor who does nerdy stuff, but he's not like a nerd celebrity. Yeah. He's 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 one of them. Uh, well, geez, I guess with that out of the way, we can uh, talk about what we read this week. I had another big meaty week, Matt. How about you? Kind of. Kind of, sort of. When you die, 
new 52 Clark Kent Superman, you don't have to like uh, just put the put the load of this important work on Kara because you have a whole league of Superman like the name Super League that this event yeah. is. Yeah, it's going to be great. You got old 52 Superman and his son, who is also super, and your cousin and this new Chinese Superman. And then there's Batman over there. (laughs) Batman who's like, I'm in the Super League too. But but why? I'm in every I'm, I'm on every team. Yeah, I have to be. I'm contractually obliged to be. I am contractually obligated to be in every DC team no matter what. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, look, uh, but, but you see, uh, my schedule means I gotta be all over the place, so I will be here in the Super League uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, but uh, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturday, uh, I'm on the Female Furies as well. <laughs> and, then, and then I gotta go join the Birds of Prey. <laughs> and then, then then weekends, every second weekend is Justice League. Also, also, I gotta be on the Suicide Squad too, we gotta figure out how I can be on that team, but I'm gonna be on that team too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Babbitt, it feels like you're stretching yourself a little too thin. No, no, it's fine. I got it. <laughs> also, I'm going to de-age myself so I can join the Team Titan. Sorry, Robin, you got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Rob, you can be Batman and I'll be on the Team Titans. <laughs> Batman must be on all teams. <laughs> Ex- except for like over in Marvel where Wolverine needs to be on all teams and actually is on all teams. <laughs> <laughs> Man, man, you got to give it to old man Logan. He's kept it nice and small. He's just on one team. <laughs> hey, you know what? They're reforming the new Avengers, so maybe he'll be on that team too. The new Avengers starring old man Logan. <laughs> and Batman. And Batman. <laughs> yes, I cross universes to be on teams now. <laughs> the club can't even handle me. No one can hold Batman back. I love this. I love this fiction we've built around working in the comic industry. That it's some weird medieval spank focused industry. <laughs> uh, could be worse. We could be working in the Superman office. Oh, oh, but dumb Tish. I'm an evil man. I'm sorry. That's where the spanking always happens. Oh man. no! Oh no! <laughs> you know, I would say the uh, the views and opinions expressed by Matt do not necessarily reflect those of the comic multiverse. But who am I? <laughs> but who am I kidding? He's fifty percent of the show. <laughs> and I say enough horrible shit. Yeah, that's like like Dark Knight Three. Didn't like something get canceled on that? The sixth issue, uh, they had to remove it from the solicitations because they're like, yeah, it's, it's not going to be done. <laughs> it's not going to be and done. Everyone let out a collective eh. Eh, eh. I mean, I'm going to keep reading it, obviously, to see where it goes. I think a combination of that and a combination of everyone finding out, like, oh, Crazy Uncle Frank didn't really write it. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, so yeah. He, was he more... didn't, right? He was, he was told to sit in that corner and play Spoons. That being said, Jason Aaron, or not Jason, sorry, Brian Azzarello does an amazing job uh, aping Frank Miller's brand of craziness. Well, it's, it's not that hard. I think anyone can do it. It's like, what would Frank Miller do in this? Not like, what would Jesus do? What would Frank do in this situation? I'd have the, the, the Kryptonian supermen's blowing up a city. Yeah, and, uh, the, the, they're going to wear vaguely Middle Eastern robe, and then they're going to suicide bomb themselves. And then... And then- Kryptonian prostitutes cut off Hal Jordan's arm. <laughs> and then I make weird allusions to, like, Islam and the Quran, because why not? Uh, that, that was, like, what we've been saying, where Brian goes out to get some coffee and Frank comes in and rewrites a little bit of it. And then Batman destroys the internet, because that's the only way these damn kids will take notice. <laughs> Batman hates the youth of America, except for Carrie. Carrie's cool. Yeah, she's his prick. 
She, she's pure is the thing. See, I, Frank Miller, have many hangups with women. You're either a total whore or you're pure like Carrie. <laughs> There's no in-between. There's literally no in-between. <laughs> I mean, come on. Ju ju just look at Electra. I literally put all my fetishes into one character. <laughs> And welcome, everybody, to the Comet Multiverse, where the worlds of nerds meet. Hey, hey, Matt, what, what are you doing doing the opening? Matt, I do the opening. Is this, is this because I got a special guest host last week? Yeah, you've started a new podcast with him, and, <laughs> you know, you left me out of it, so I'm taking over. I'm the captain now. Uh, hey, Matt, remember that Fantastic Four movie that Michael I'll B. Jordan was in that was terrible? Yeah, I, 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 also, I also try and forget it. It's, it's on Netflix right now, everyone, so if you're having trouble sleeping... I say put that one on. <laughs> Fan four stick better than Ambien, says Joel of the comic multiverse. <laughs> Simon Kingberg, uh, in an interview, said that he was still very much committed to a Fantastic Four movie sequel, <laughs> saying, you know, with a cast like this, we'd be silly not to do it. He's still just latching on to Fan four stick, <laughs> and he's like, no, we're going to make it. It's going to be great. It's, why don't you believe it's going to be great? <laughs> it's going to happen. And all of his friends are just like, Simon, Simon, we're we're starting to worry about you. <laughs> did you did you hit your head? Did you eat some bad shellfish? <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. No, Michael B. Jordan didn't leave. It's gonna be great. He's he's <laughs> the Human Torch, and he'll always be the Human Torch. <laughs> There's no two ways around it. Why don't you believe me? Yeah, it's, it's amazing how far we've come with de aging shit, right? Oh, it looks so like this, and then the, there was like Hank Pym. In oh the God, yeah. Yeah, I, I swear to God, at the Disney Marvel offices, they just have like the fountain of youth in their offices. And like, okay, you, you get in for five minutes. <laughs> they go, they they've got that that old knight from the Last Crusade, ah. and he's there with the cup, and <laughs> you, you get one sip off it just to do this scene that it'll wear off. Uh, remember when? Like, I remember the first time like I saw that crazy de aging stuff. It was freaking uh, uh, Patrick Stewart for like X-Men Origins Wolverine you're like oh god he god. looks plasticky and horrible yeah yeah he looks like a well, insane that budget. that movie never really had a good budget or like no. effects team or anything so yeah no it didn't but it's funny to think that you know we've mastered that uh, idea it's hard to go in a movie without shit being spoiled for you and uh, one of the things people spoiled when I was reading, it's like, oh, yeah, and Spider-Man fights a giant man in the movie. And I'm like, oh, seriously? Holy shit. Uh, I, re I really can't believe that Michael Douglas is going to be giant man. Obviously, it wasn't him, but we did get a version of giant man. Although in my heart of hearts, I'm like, man, how hilarious it would have been if Michael Douglas came out and became <laughs> giant man. <laughs> Hi, it's you me. Fucking fighting in my fucking airport. It's me, Michael Douglas, the giant man. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would have been creepy. <laughs> but Michael, can you get a little louder on that? No. Yeah, and, and again, it's like a movie that was earned. It's not not something you just like go mm -hmm. head first into. This was this took what like thirteen movies to build you, up to. You couldn't have had Civil War, and it wouldn't have been as good if not for like the thirteen odd movies that preceded it. Yeah, because they, they're pretty much all referenced in this oh, yeah. film. Hilariously, you know, Civil War is the truer sequel to the original Avengers, and yet you could not have Civil War if not for Ultron. It was an integral piece of the puzzle. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for Vision, oh, how do I be human? I'll, I'll wear a sweater. Humans wear sweaters, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and like a kerchief. And <laughs> Am I human enough yet? Is this what humans do? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like a geometry teacher. Man, and... when he stepped out, I laughed, and I'm like, that's good. Vision in a sweater is just an amazing image. Yeah, it was really cool movie, and it's got – Immountable rewatchability as well. It really does. You know, I, I happily watched it twice, and it was it wasn't like I noticed new stuff like I did with other movies, but I appreciated it more. I appreciated the worksmanship of it. Yeah, and it's just fun and as of, well. And of course, if you're a Community fan, yes, the Russo brothers loaded it up with Community references and Community actors. So there you go. Hey, hail Hodger. <laughs> We're gonna now get we're gonna get death threats now. But I could not think of a better way to open this episode. I really couldn't. <laughs> I just I just had to do it. It's not every day a new comic book meme is born, and it's born. Like whispering in someone's ear and going to Hail Hydra has been kind of a comic book meme since the Winter Soldier movie, and now Hail Hydra is a different kind of meme. Yeah, it's an angry meme. It's a double <laughs> meme. It's a meme within a meme. It's memeception. <laughs> so yeah, as uh, as I said on the top of the show, there I'm Matt, or no, you're, you're Matt. I'm Joel. What, what the fuck? Is <laughs> Look, I'm Matt now, just for this podcast. Okay, that's that that's the new rebirthed origins for the comic <laughs> multiverse. I'm Matt, and you're Joel. <laughs> of course. So, so what were you doing in Australia today? I was wearing my Kylo Ren beanie and nice. being all cold and shit. You're being cold and you're also being all Kylo Renny, which means you think you're better than you actually are. <laughs> did you did you smash up a computer console? Did you do that? No, not yet. Not yet. That's the after the show you're gonna smash up the computer console. You can't do it now because you know, because you're talking. Yeah, I, I could do it now and just cut out, but yeah. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have a show. Then it would just be Joel talking to himself, and he would hate that. Yeah. He does that all the time, though, so. Yeah, just... just, just I'm really part of Joel's, like, consciousness. <laughs> you are... Like, this is some crazy sort of psychological trip. Matt never really existed. He's just an aspect of my personality given form, and because that's, this is That's podcast. why people are downloading the podcast, because they're like, this is this crazy guy just talking to himself <laughs> for, like, an hour. P- people are trying to profile me, but it ain't working. I'm guessing if you're anything like me, Matt, you read DC Universe Rebirth this week. Nah, I decided to skip it. Decided against it. You're just like, you know what? I'm gonna go against the curb on this one. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be an outsider. You know, I'm just. Yeah, I mean, if all my friends jumped off a bridge, would I do it too? <laughs> <laughs> just, just mad. Decided this week to be the ultimate comic hipster and be like, no, I refuse to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read Valiant this week. <laughs> <laughs> and you just ticked off all the Valiant fans who Valiant aren't hipster, man. It's a deep, interesting lore. And you're probably right. Matt and I just don't have time to read it on top of all the other stuff. <laughs> I hear amazing things about Valiant. I'm sure yeah. they're great. I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Valiant is like this party everyone's having, and me and Matt are just on the outside of the glass, you know, pr- pressing our faces up against and We're just like, oh. That looks fun, yeah. but I, I got to read the next <laughs> mega event. <laughs> you know what it is? In the opening of the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or is it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate? I always mix up which one is which. The original one, where it's like all the kids are inside singing and dancing. Yo, the candy man can. Me and Matt are outside. We're both little Charlie Bucket, just like, aw, aw, no. <laughs> 
which which that scene always bugged me because that dude was clearly giving away free candy, and yet Charlie yeah, wasn't yeah, smart yeah, Charlie's enough. out there like, oh, I wish I could have some free candy. Dude, go inside. He's clearly he, – <laughs> like that candy man is clearly just making it rain all over the damn place. <laughs> just come on. Get, get yours, man. Get yours. No, no, I can't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'll just let this creepy man come and give me a chocolate bar. Yeah, really. <laughs> Only, you know, instead of the candy man can, it would be you and me on the outside, and they'd be like, the valiant man can, because he makes it with Exo Man of War and never judges you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it would be. But yeah, so that's Captain America. I think Matt and I can both agree the outrage is silly. I liked what the comic was throwing down, but then again, I might hate it in issue two and three. So there you go. Yeah. It could easily change. It could easily fall in its face, and I will admit this is one hell of a balancing act, and they better have a good reason at the end of this, especially after all the blow-up. They better have a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> for everything that's going on. Or I'm going to be double-pissed for defending them so hard if they didn't have a good reason. <laughs> I'm going to feel really stupid because it wasn't here uh, over on the poll for those who uh, don't watch that over on uh, Comic TV. We-, we had like an hour-long conversation discussing it, and it got really really deep and really political and everything and of course the comment section on that video as you might guess was just was just a cheery accepting place (laughs) (laughs) i I believe the words canadian pussy were thrown my way (laughs) a couple times oh that's great (laughs) i I believe a, a, a very cheerful individual who i'm sure is a bright penny and a great hit at parties is saying oh who wants to hear an ugly woman a canadian pussy and some douchebag talk about uh, america you guys just hate patriotism this is part of the liberal conspiracy to to, to regress america and destroy all patriotic icons and that dude was extra stupid because the douchebag he was talking about actually served in the military and was actually a soldier yeah it took i'm like you know what i i'm not gonna burn you on this one because the other guy should burn you on this one (laughs) the other guy would just scorch earth with him yeah Ah, oh, that last Arkham game where it was where Joker's blood turns you into the Joker. Oh yes, of course. Could it could it be a stupid way to tie into the goddamn Gotham show where apparently the oh, Joker God. where the Joker isn't a person? The oh jo- no, the Joker is a sickness that can be passed from person to oh, person. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> you shut your dirty whore Joker mouth. Look, look, uh, if you do the dumb Gotham thing, then you have to do Lori Petty Tank Girl Joker is what you need to have. <laughs> Only because it's a comic, she needs to actually be Tank Girl and the Joker and drive a tank around Gotham is what you have oh, to do. Oh, God. That's the only way I'll be okay with it. And then that character needs to run into Livewire, for whom Laura Petty was the base and the voices of in the Superman cartoon, and they need to go on an adventure. <laughs> and be like, you sound familiar. You sound familiar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, multiple Jokers to me seems like a blank check for a lot of money is what that seems like. Yeah. That seems to me like, you know, we're, if we're going to have a dozen Batman books, then we might as well have three different Jokers to tour. <laughs> we'll have between. a Joker for every book. Uh, every new Bat book gets a Joker. Nightwing gets a Joker. Detective Comics gets a Joker. Everybody gets a Joker. <laughs> um, Actually, I'm, else I'm, I, I'm totally going to steal someone else's idea, but they pitched me something hilarious where it's like, wouldn't it be great if the somewhat harmless 1940s Joker ran into Barbara Gordon now? Now, we, we earned our pay this week, and of course, by that I mean Matt and I both saw X-Men Apocalypse. Apocalypse War still going on, even though the goddamn movie has come and gone. 
Oh, God. Oh, my God, I don't give a shit about Apocalypse. I'm so sick of hearing about Apocalypse and seeing Apocalypse. I don't want any more Apocalypse. I was lucky enough to get a very wonderful guest for the show this week. Uh, you may have seen her over on The Pull This Week in Comics, if you watch that show, over on the Comic TV YouTube channel, which you should, because we're really building that show up into something. That guest is uh, That Sea Monster, and she's with me right now. Say hi to everyone. Hey, buddies. She's a, she's waving. You can't see it. She's she, she's a very interesting guest where she's like, no, 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 let's have our cameras on when we do this. And I'm like, OK, I'm not going to fight you on it. Where meanwhile, it's just me and Matt. It's super early for him when we do this. It's super late for me. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's talk about the comics. I'm sorry that I brought it back to the diuretic fever dream. That is X-Men Apocalypse. Um, I know we should be talking about more recent stuff. Yeah, yeah, but we had other news, but whatever. Hey, th- this we is- had other news, but this was shitty. This is th- <laughs> this is what's cool about having a guest. People like to hear you and understand where you're coming from and everything. That's why I knew you'd be a good fit. R- rake an old German man across the coals, and that is Roland Emmerich says that oh. Marvel movies are silly in an interview. Well, you know what else is silly? Bratwurst and Lederhosen. Okay, that's <laughs> silly too. What? Well, fuck yourself. You, you like I don't. I don't. It's it's like it's the like the person on Facebook. Okay. Okay. We all know this person on Facebook, right? You post something that you did recently. So let's say, let's say you went to Harry Potter, right? Let's say you went to Universal Studios, Harry Potter world, and you took a bunch of pictures. You had a great time. And you were like, oh my God, drinking butterbeer at Harry Potter world with Bay. Have so much fun. Uh, You know, exclamation point, weird emoji, dollar sign. Like, okay. So you did that. And then somebody on Facebook comments, I didn't really like the Harry Potter books. I thought they were dumb. Like, okay, that's great. You don't like it? Get the fuck off my feed, you basic fuck. Like, just, Jesus. It's it's like, I think superhero movies are silly. And I'm like, well, the $100 billion industry thinks it doesn't. It's not. Or maybe they think it's silly, but they like it anyway. No one cares about your stupid German opinion. You know what? You know what I thought was silly, Roland Emmerich? Godzilla. Your, yeah, your, Godzilla, your was, of... Godzilla was real fucking silly, Emmerich. That CG-ass dinosaur and that horrible I'm eating you scene was real fucking dumb, Emmerich. You couldn't invest in some actual devs, Emmerich. You couldn't invest in a decent art team, Emmerich. Where did your models come from? Did they come from the store? Did you make them at Color Me Mine, Emmerich? Is that where your models came from? Man, fuck you, Emmerich. Every movie you made is a piece of silly. Remember, Emmerich, when you hired, like, half the cast of The Simpsons to be in your Godzilla movie? (laughs) Yeah, remember that? Remember when somebody accidentally said doe off screen and the camera kind of picked it up? You fucking remember that, Emmerich? Remember when you made the mayors of uh, New York in that movie uh, thinly veiled jabs at uh, Siskel and Ebert for some reason because... Because you're so insecure. No, because you're salty, Emmerich. You're salty, and you're not salty in the good way. You're wearing your little yellow rain boots and your little yellow fucking raincoat, and you're dancing around in a fucking salt mine, Emmerich. Just fucking stop it. Why don't you eat a goddamn Snickers, okay? It's even funnier is because when you listen to his interview, it's clear he's never actually seen any of these Marvel movies because he's like, you know, in my movies, no, it's, it's always the average man who becomes the hero. It's always the everyman, but, you know, in all these superhero movies, yeah, you there's know, so much super- 
stricter than that. You, you know, superhero movies, the everyman never becomes a hero in any comic. Only like every time. <laughs> That's so dumb. Like, remember, remember when uh, Spider-Man was like always Spider-Man and he was born a freakish child and was and was taken in and became not every superhero comic is the goddamn X-Men. OK, just about <laughs> everything. And even then, like Cyclops didn't even get his laser beams until fucking puberty. His so. Crazy. And, and, so, and he hit his head on a rock so he couldn't work him no more. Yeah. <laughs> he fell out of a plane and hit him on a rock. Cyclops' whole story is stupid all the time. Yeah, I know it is. And then I was in an <laughs> orphanage that was run by Mr. Sinister, but my brother got to go to Hawaii and have fun times. Yep. Just what? There was a, not to bring it back to Apocalypse, everyone, but there was a moment in that movie yeah. where it's like, ooh, ooh, we have young Apocalypse and his brother. Well, maybe they're going to finally tell the story about the plane crash and all the other stuff. And then the movie's like, no, no, his parents you know, are fine. Instead, Magneto's going to blow up Auschwitz because that's reasonable. That felt very, I mentioned this with Matt. That, that felt, felt wrong. That felt icky. He was like, but, but my baby. But, but, but my baby but, serious. But I want everyone to love. He's the new Scarlet Spider now, and he lives in Texas. But but why why no Texas Spider? I really Aww. I miss Texas Spider. It was an interesting uh, an interesting notion where it's like I mean shit. If you have a character who is so representative of America and is basically a walking talking flag man, where do you take him? Well, obviously he becomes Commander in Chief. Yep. <laughs> what do you think you would call him? Uh, it's like hello there, President America. Because America's because because Captain is his first name and America is his last name. Well, that's the thing. Like he he drop the Captain and just become Commander Steve Rogers. Commander America, Commander President, yeah, Commander America. America, Commander President America Navy. He just starts adding a bunch of shit to his name. <laughs> yeah. King Lord President Captain America the Third. Man, he, he'd be impeached so quick if he just kept adding shit to his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he he could never be impeached because he's like, he's like, I want to impeach Captain President America. <laughs> He'd just throw the shield at him or something. <laughs> Any questions? No, didn't think so. Lock, lock him in the negative zone or something. Oh, jeez. Man, that'd be fun. Yeah. Which, he, which he buys, which the comic kind of like glosses over them. Like, hey, why, why did Perry sell him the paper so easily? Yeah, yeah, Perry wouldn't do that. That seems incredibly against his character. In fact, there's been multiple stories where Perry's like, you know, you you can have my paper, Luthor, when you suck it out of my dick. <laughs> and Luthor's like, not this time, but next time. <laughs> Once I construct this kryptonite-powered dick-sucking machine, Perry, I will return. <laughs> yeah, and as you said, like, it was a great issue for Perry as well because he got some really great stuff. And like as I said also before and later, earlier on, like, it completely contrasts the Perry we saw in Batman vs. Superman. Oh, God, yes, it does. You know, uh, uh, Perry who loved Clark like a son, especially in this universe because his parents were all dead at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he wanted to keep the cape as a symbol, not just for the hero he was, but the man and the journalist he knew. He wanted to inspire everyone who worked at the Daily Planet. It was a beautiful bit. It was, it was. And then, now you're a fucking nerd. Get the sports. Get the sports, Ken. <laughs> get them sports before you get in there and you get them sports. <laughs> Man, would it be something if, you know, Perry, if he had like a split personality and he kept going back and forth like, you didn't know him like I did, Luthor. I loved him and respected him like a son, the fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he didn't do them sports. I put his dumb cape up here for everyone to be inspired of what a dumb idiot he was. I miss him so much. <laughs> That's a new character we gotta push. Mixed messages, Perry. <laughs> he just slams doors. It's like you're doing a great job. <laughs> it's like, is Perry okay? <laughs> I, I don't know. What was cool about this Wonder Woman book is that they seem to be building up the supporting cast. Steve Trevor is back, who's gone full-on American sniper since last we saw him. Yep, he's got a beard, and he's fighting in the middle of... What was the country he was fighting in? I think it was Africa or something. What's funny about that is I'm like, man, are they going to explain how Steve Trevor fell so far from being like the Justice League liaison to the government to now being a boots-on-the-ground grunt? What the hell happened to him? (laughs) <laughs> did he did he make a pass at his commanding officer or something? <laughs> the hell did they bust him down so hard? Did they just realize he sucked and they're like, you know what, Steve Trevor, get get out of here. <laughs> yeah, he ain't shit. Yeah, you ain't shit, son. You ain't no shit at all. Captain America Steve Rogers number two. There's the big one. There's the one that everyone's yep. gonna be talking about. And and I get the feeling after like the big controversy and blow up and everything, this is this one's gonna calm down a hell of a lot after people actually get a chance to read it. It'll either calm people down or make them more angry. Mm. Little... Either way, either way, there's gonna be some guy on Twitter tomorrow morning complaining about how Trump is responsible or something. <laughs> Man, I wish. Just just to, like, you just trigger everyone by making him always say, Hail Hydra. Making him say something horrible every week where it's like, I eat hey, puppies. Burn the orphanage. <laughs> burn the orphanage. Yeah, I eat puppies. I eat puppies. Chocolate chip cookies aren't even very good. Yeah, he pours the chocolate milk down the sink. and <laughs> I, 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 uh, Zune is better than iPod. Just shit like that. Just make him say, like, horrible, contradictory, trolling shit. Captain Troll America is what he would be. (laughs) 